Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 4.09 here in the studio, 50 degrees outside. It's, I'm saying mostly sunny. I'm just not buying it. But whatever, you tell me what it is by you, and I'll take your word for it because I trust you guys. Uh, so far, I haven't got any New Year's resolutions for 2024. Anyone? Come on. Anyone out there looking to do something different for the new year? Start something new? Make a change? Let us know. See how it goes. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. See what we got here. Now, we've been talking about this Apple Watch band. Band, not band. The Apple Watch band. It affects the Apple Watch Series 9 and the Ultra 2, which is their high-end titanium watch. Uh, and basically, they're being accused by this other company, Massimo, Misimo, that uh, Massimo, of uh, stealing its intellectual property as far as some of its medical technology goes. Now, the the Ultra, the uh, Ultra Two, and the Series Nine Apple Watch do a lot as far as um, you know. It does your EKG. It, it has your blood oxygen sensors i mean the new one's even supposed to tell you your blood sugar which is kind of kind of phenomenal for a father of uh, a child with type 1 di- diabetes but um the biden administration has refused to put a hold on this although a court did put a stay on the decision right now so it's looking through but this d- digs a little deeper when it comes to this um the owner of this company, Massimo, which sued Apple for this trademark infringement, is a mega donor for Joe Biden, who Joe Biden at an event called one of his closest friends. And uh, this mega donor stands to win from the ban on the latest version of Apple Watches, which has already been upheld by the president. Again, the president decided not to say no to this which kept the ban in place, and now a federal appeals court uh, has put a temporary hold on it. Joe Chiani, the multimillionaire founder and CEO of Massimo, has donated millions of dollars to Democrats and particularly chose close supporter of Biden, with donations including $1 million to his Biden Foundation. But his legal war with Apple led to the U.S. International Trade Commission ruling that the Apple Watch Series 9 and the Ultra 2 models breach Massimo's patent for blood oxygen level reading technology and that importing then should be banned. The White House had until Christmas to overturn the ban by getting U.S. Trade Representative Kathleen Tao to block it, but decided not to and it went into place. Uh, like I said, an appeals court has since uh, put a stay on that, put a hold on it until another court rules on it. Then it was put on hold Wednesday by a federal appeal court when Apple formally applied to appeal the ruling and asked for and obtained an emergency order putting the ban on hold. Basically what I just said. The amount of money at stake for Apple or Massimo is unknown, but Kiani has cultivated exceptionally close ties with Biden, who in 2019 spoke at an event 
where Keani was in the audience and called him out as one of my closest friends, as reported by the Associated Press. Keani, 59, is an Iranian-American businessman who among Biden's biggest donors. Um, some of the donations from Joe and Sarah Keani's donations, $3,385,000 to the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, $1,136,000 to the Democratic National Committee, $1,088,000 to the Biden Victory Fund, a million dollars to United Country PAC, $600,000 to Priorities USA PAC, $360,000 to individual state Democratic parties, $250,000 to the Nancy Pelosi Victory Fund, $100,000 to the American Bridge, and $50,000 to the Hakeem Jeffries Victory Fund. In addition to the $1 million donation to the Biden Foundation, Keani donated $750,000 to the Pro-Biden Unite and Country PAC in 2020. Part of nearly $3 million he bundled for the president's campaign, Super PAC, and inaugural committee. He is also a significant Democrat Party donor. I just listed a bunch of them from you. A spokesman from ASMO said the CEO and his team have never lobbied Biden over the Apple Watch dispute and accused the Apple CEO, Tim Cook, of having his own lobbying effort. Well, of course they do. But don't you think that Biden should have recused himself and not gotten involved with this and... The dispute has never been about money for Massimo, the spokesman said. The company's motivation has always and has remains to hold Apple accountable for infringement, infringing Massimo's patents, and to restore integrity to the marketplace. The White House declined to comment. Ty's office did not return request for comment. And Apple did not choose to comment. Keani and his wife, Sarah, were guests at the state dinner for France's President Emmanuel Macron in December of 2022, and then at the White House reception for the Iranian New Year in March of 2023. A month later, in April, Keani and his wife, again, the CEO and his wife of this company, hosted first son Hunter Biden and his wife, Melissa Cohen, at their sprawling 8,000-acre preserve three hours north of Los Angeles. The 50 million Santa Nietz property included the main house and guest house, both of which are equipped with pool, tennis courts, and a vineyard. They're CEOs. They're wealthy. It's, that's expected and unhurt and not really important here. Kiani has cultivated ties to the Biden family in other ways. He offered an $85,000 a year job to troubled Biden niece Caroline Biden in July of 2018 according to emails and text messages found on Hunter Biden's laptop. The job would have allowed her to move to Los Angeles, where she wanted to be close to her cousin, Hunter, to serve two years of probation for stolen credit cards. But she scoffed at the offer, was excessively below minimum wage. So, she's on probation for stealing credit cards. Daddy's friend offers her an $85,000 a year job to where she can be close to Hunter Biden, but scoffed at it because it was, in quotes, below minimum wage. The Bidens have in turn helped the Kianis. Kiani was appointed to the President's Council of Advisors on Science and Technology in 2021. The panel is the sole body charged with making science, technology, and innovation policy recommendations to the President and the White House, giving Kiani a powerful platform. And Keani's daughter, Catherine, got her first job out of college working in Jill Biden's office in the East Wing of the White House. 
Catherine, now a student at Penn Carey Law School at the University of Pennsylvania, gushed about meeting alumni from her Tony Liberal Arts School, Claremont McKenna College in Claremont, California, at the White House State Dinner for Macron, where her parents were guests. And the first lady spoke at a panel Keani organized, a high-profile tech conference and film festival in Austin, Texas. Um, just showing how all this intertwines, just showing how all this comes into play here. This isn't simply, you know, this company, and listen, if Apple stole or whatever their, their proprietary technology, then let them pay the course. But the courts should be working that out. The, the president and our government should not be involved in this, but it, it appears we are greatly. But here's this company, and, you know, what's the, what's the outcome right now? Well, there's, there's a hold on it, but the outcome is you and I aren't able to get the newest technology Apple Watch that we out there. Now, I have an Apple Watch now. I have the Apple Watch 3, the first one that ever came out, I believe, or maybe the second one. Well, it's three, so maybe it's the third one, but it's it's one of the first ones that were out. I was looking to get an eye. Now, the Ultra is close to $1,000. There's no need for that. I don't need a titanium watch. I don't need all the bells and whistles with that. The 9 pretty much does everything that the Ultra 2 does. It's just not titanium. It's the aluminum or whatever they make it out of, the different crystal. It does have great technology. I, I would like to upgrade my watch because my watch is very basic. It does what you know what a watch should do. It tells me the time. It you know pops up with messages if I if my phone goes off and I don't hear it. But people who do depend on this technology, people who do use Apple phones, you know, an Apple Watch is very beneficial. I didn't think I would really like it at first. I didn't think I would need it. I didn't think I would use it much. You know, I got it rarely cheap fairly cheap from a friend who didn't need it they changed phones from an apple phone to a you know one of the other types of phones and, and it was not even it was brand new in the box never used it and said hey you know do you want it give me a hundred bucks i bought it and i love it i use it a lot a matter of fact i just upgraded my wife's watch to the new se which is kind of the no frills higher end watch that they have it's sort of like the nine it does a lot of the things the nine but it doesn't have the bells and whistles it doesn't have a lot of the medical technology but it does have the advanced features but if this stay if this goes in place and i'm assuming and i said this last week this is about money in the end and, and i know they're saying it's not but it is if apple's not allowed to sell their newest watches here in america and that's what the ruling is and that's the final ruling they're going to offer this company, Massimo, whatever amount of money to, to settle it, and then they're going to be selling the watch again. The watch will be available sooner or later. Now, what has happened, and I said this last week as well, the, the Apple Watch 9 was available locally. You know, I checked the local Best Buy because I thought to myself, hey, should I go out and get it now or should I just wait to see this play out? And, and I didn't, but I looked and they did have them available. They were in stock. Uh, they're not now. So it is working. People are going out, rushing out, and getting these watches because they don't think they're going to be available. I find it highly unlikely that Apple is not going to not have these watches in the future. It's too much of a moneymaker for them. These smart watches are, are, have taken off. They're good for people. And, and, you know, I'm a watch person. I, have, I like my regular wind-up analog watches, my Eagle watches. You know, I, I like my watches. But... My Apple Watch is functional. It is great for day-to-day -day, tracking your health, tracking, you know, it, it has alerted me when my I've gone into AFib. It has given me warnings 
when when medical things happen because it has that technology. It's great for those things. And I've heard people where it saved their lives. Uh, now, me, I'm very aware when my body goes into one of these these things like AFib or PVCs, 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 premature ventral contractions, similar to an AFib. It's just a little different. Uh, I'm very aware of it, which some people are not. So I are, I can tell it's happening before my watch even lets me know that it's happening. Thankfully, it's very infrequent. You know, usually it's because I uh, beat myself up, I'm dehydrated, or I've done something that I shouldn't be doing as far as, you know, having a few too many cocktails or whatever. Mostly the dehydration phase. But it's interesting to see the companies at this level and how, you know, Apple, which is kind of intergrained in, in a lot of our lives as far as technology that we use. Uh, you know, I have an iPad in front of me right now. I have an iPhone in front of me right now. I have an Apple Watch on my wrist. You know, at home, I have a MacBook Pro. I, I have my iMac computer that I use. I know some people don't like them. I've become accustomed to them. It's what I'm familiar with. But to see how, you know, someone like this company, simple company like this, is so ingrained with the administration and how they kind of are involved, but they're not involved, let this play out. You know, let these two companies figure it out. If you need a mediator, if you need a court to get involved, yeah. Um, when it went to the White House, you know, I, I know he chose not to overturn it, which some could say, well, he did stay out of it. He just didn't. But the person on that International Trade Commission is his person that he appointed. So is he involved? Yeah, he's involved. And the fact that they're giving jobs to their kids and giving them places to be, and the first job was here in the White House working for Jill Biden. It just said, hey, because of my connections with this company, because of my personal relationships with them, because I once said in public that he's one of my closest friends, I'm going to let the courts handle this. I'm not going to get involved. Uh, that's in a perfect world. Obviously, our politics, our politicians are far from a perfect world. So here we are now where you might not have an Apple Watch because of what's going on with these... Uh, individuals because of donations because of the money they have and who they know it's 423 here at wilk time for traffic and weather well good afternoon rob this traffic update is brought to you, this pentella data internet traffic update is brought to you by the earl tolerico agency north river street in plains Looks like it's slowing down quite a bit on 81 southbound between Music and Avoca. You can expect to go under 30 miles per hour. And then on 80 eastbound near the 81 junction, they're still doing some construction. You might be backed up a little there um, as well. Those are our biggest problem spots. Now we're seeing some heavy traffic on North Blakely Street in Dunmore on Commerce Boulevard in Dixon City, it's bumper to bumper as well. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, KRZ, or W, I'm going to have one of those days today. I'm going to start New playing Year music. Yet? Jake, get some Top 40 music lined up. Nobody, no, no, don't do that. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear Top 40 music no, yet. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> uh, W-I-L-K traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteor from not Chief Meteorologist from the meteorologist Jeremy Luan. Promoted you, Jeremy. Sorry about that. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 42. Friday, mostly cloudy and mild. A sprinkle or two, high 53. Friday night, foggy with mild sprinkles continue, low 36. Saturday, some AM flurries possible. Cooler, remaining mostly cloudy, high 44. Sunday. New Year's Eve, partly sunny and breezy, high 42. Monday, New Year's Day, 
Isolated afternoon sprinkles and flurries, partly sunny and breezy, high 40. It's currently uh, 51 degrees outside at 425 at your official weather station, WILK. Come on, you didn't think Jake would uh, play some top 40 there now, did you? No, not at all. We're not going into 2024 like that. It's uh, 428 here. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Let me see. We got, uh, hi, Rob. It's Mike from Plains, New Year's resolution. We need a new president. That guy in there has to go. Take care, Rob. I appreciate it. Uh, somebody says they got to target practice more. It's always a good thing. Increase your skill set no matter what it is. Hmm, that's pretty much it for text messages. You guys are slow on the text messages today. Oh, we'll see. I know I heard uh, Paul Michaels talk about it in his news break, but what is it with these people from New York coming here and stealing our cooking oil? I don't want to hear it anymore. Don't want to see it. Not going to happen. This man in a box truck, a Penske box truck that was set up for stealing cooking oil. It's funny there. <laughs> the police said their hands smelled and were oily. No kidding. But uh, township police early Wednesday morning caught two New York men stealing cooking oil from a Wendy's restaurant near Walmart. The alleged thieves used a Penske box truck equipped with special tanks and a hose to collect the cooking oil. Investigators identified the suspects as Elvin Garcia Reyes, 31, and Miguel A. Santos Santoya Reyes. Doesn't say if they're related or not, but they have the same. 31, both of New Rochelle, New York. During question, they said uh, they were not authorized to take the oil, but they also said there was no sign posted saying that they couldn't take the oil. Both men smelled heavily of cooking oil, and uh, Garcia Reyes had very oily hands, police said on arrest papers. Police said Garcia Reyes was arrested for a similar crime December 7th in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Authorities allege Garcia Reyes used a box truck with a hose coming out of the back to steal cooking oil from a Five Guys restaurant. Now here they, they uh, did the Wendy's. They were arraigned Wednesday morning. And they uh, were sent to Luzerne County Correctional Facility in lieu of $75,000 bail. So, you know, look, let's look here. We have these individuals stealing cooking oil. Now, I don't know why. I mean, they're saying the total is 6400 So maybe it's worth it or not. You get a Penske renting a truck, equipping it, and taking the time to travel all over, you know, the tri-state area to try and steal cooking oil. But they're held in lieu of $75,000 bail. We have people in New York City. We have people all around the country assaulting people, assaulting police, not being held for that much. So good for you, Magisterial Judge Joseph Spagnolo, who ordered them jailed in Luzerne County in lieu of the $75,000 bail. Let's start treating our criminals like that. Arrest papers say police, uh, in arrest papers, police said there have been at least 10 reported cooking oil thefts in the township since 2020, the largest totaling almost 6,400. Police said they were called to Wendy's around 2 a.m. Wednesday for a report of cooking oil theft by a man with a white Penske truck. They later learned an employee who was waiting nearby for an Uber ride home called 911 after he heard a pump motor running and spotted the box truck behind the store. 
Well, that employee should get a bonus. Police said the box truck was secure and towed from the scene while police applied for a search warrant. I, I guess there's demand for it, but I know a lot of these places have companies they pay to come in and do it. But now the police are stuck with a, a Penske truck full of cooking oil. It's 432 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 438 here in the studios. Let's see what the temperature is for you guys. 51 degrees outside. Still pretty mild out there. Be careful of the fog because as the temperature drips down, we're going to have some fog out there, no doubt. This is the point of the show where we honor our heroes here at home across America who made the ultimate sacrifice. 72 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day. Four of them from here in Pennsylvania. Start off with Corrections Officer Sterling David Henbach, Jr., Franklin County Jail in Pennsylvania in 2021, died after contracting COVID during his duties working in the jail. If patrolman Lyle Francis Domico Sr., Kerwensville Borough Police Department, Pennsylvania, in 1964, was shot and killed by a suspect who had a grudge against the town's police chief over previous incident involving the man's use of fireworks. On the morning that patrolman Domico was killed, the suspect had abducted a female acquaintance at gunpoint and ordered her to call the police chief to tell him the man wanted to kill him. When she refused to make the call, the suspect took her to a nearby church. When they were outside of the church at 0200, which is 2 o'clock in the morning, the patrolman drove by while on patrol. The suspect then forced the women to follow. They caught up to the patrolman who had parked in Meadow Street, ensuing a gun battle with the officer. Special Police Officer Talbert Jenkins. Aliquippa City Police Department in 1948 was killed in an automobile crash on U.S. Route 20 Walnut Creek Hill in Fairview Township while transporting a prisoner back to Aliquippa from Buffalo, New York. And Constable Lester George Lanning, Pennsylvania State Constable in Mercer County, Pennsylvania, in 1940. Constable Lester Lanning and the Justice of the Peace were killed when they were struck in the back of the head with an axe while searching for a mentally disturbed man. The man then shot and killed himself. Those are our four from uh, from our area. You know, our thoughts always go out to our first responders who are out there day in and day out, especially you know over the holidays, especially this busy time of year that's out there. Let me see what some text message I got. Uh, Rob, do you think Nikki H. Uh, Nikki Haley? will uh, get past this latest gaffe. I don't think I heard you address it yet. Yeah, she was asked a question about slavery and the, the Civil War uh, or what she thought was the cause of the Civil War, and she failed to actually even mention slavery. Uh, you know, she gave her typical, you know, geopolitical, uh, politically correct answer, I guess. Uh, not, it's not even politically correct because it kind of vacated the whole thing. you got to realize she's a governor in the South, so it's a— it's a subject that is to this day touchy uh, there and across the nation. Uh, and she's tried to repair her statements since. And, you know, Ron DeSantis and, and Donald Trump have kind of gone at her 
for her leaving that out of her answer. The person who asked the question, I'm not sure the background there. What was? I think we're going to find out that he's affiliated with one of the other candidates somehow down the road because it was sort of a setup question because he was ready to attack and pounce when when he got the non-answer that he got. Uh, and, and, you know, she tried to repair it, saying what well, was more so that the South was spreading west and that there was a, a, a movement to stop slavery from moving west, not stop slavery altogether. And, and it's just nonsense. It was a major part of the the, the issue that happened there. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be – I mean, let, let's, let's face facts. She's not going to be the nominee. Um, does it hurt her in other ways to – you know, I think you had Donald Trump Jr. come out and say there's no way in hell that she's going to be on the vice presidential ticket with her with his dad. Uh, it's not his say so, but uh, I, I'm sure that's some solid advice that the father would take into consideration. So we'll see uh, what happens there. But yeah, you know, I think she'll take some nicks and dings from it. But as far as the whole whole, you know, hurting her, I, I don't think she's that serious to begin with. As far as uh, you know, what we'll get from it. It's uh, 442 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather again. Well, thanks, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by Penteladata Internet. You're going to find slowing on 81 southbound from Scranton to at least Avoca. You can be dipping below 35 miles per hour. When you hit Wilkesbury Blackman Street on 81 southbound as well, you're dipping under 35 miles an hour to Nanny Coke. And on 80... Eastbound, right before the 81 junction, you'll be going under 40 miles per hour. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, W-I-L-K, traffic. <laughs> Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast for meteorologist Jeremy, Jeremy Luan. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 42. Friday, mostly cloudy and mild. A sprinkle or two, high 53. Friday night, foggy and mild. Sprinkles continue, low 36. Saturday, some morning flurries possible. Cooler, remaining mostly cloudy, high 44. Sunday, New Year's Eve, partly sunny and breezy, high 42. Monday, New Year's Day, isolated afternoon sprinkles and flurries, partly sunny and breezy with a high of 40. It's... uh, 50 degrees and some drizzle out there, clouds, here at 444, your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 447. Just got a check-in from Laura, who's uh, listening in South Wilkesbury at Jerry's Pizza. I love pizza. It's one of my favorite. It's probably the favorite thing I like to eat. Um, never had Jerry's, though, so if you've ever been there, tell me how it's been. Just asked her the same. Have you ever eaten in Jerry's Pizzas there, Jake, in uh, South Wilkesbury? Me and Kelly, it's one of our favorites. Is it? Oh, there you go. Not even five minutes from where we live. Oh. (laughs) What's uh, any specific or just their pizza in general? I just love it. Yep. Yep, there we go. Um, Got a text message in. We were talking about Nikki Haley and her gaffe. Went asked about the Civil War. And somebody said, even if it was a planted question, she should be able to answer that. And I agree. Uh, I'm just not a fan of the gotcha questions. Uh, how is it applicable to the issues and the problems facing us today? So, uh, you know, it, it it worked. If if that person was there for a specific reason to trip her up, it definitely worked. And answers like that should be uh, should be a solid. Um, 
you know, it's one of the things that it should be a gimme. I know your mind's in a different place. Have you ever been in that position where you're you're on the fly answering whatever? I mean, we do it here. You know, I don't know a lot of the questions I'm going to get when people call in or what we're going to talk about. I get a an idea, but you know, some of the things are are truly on on the fly. And if your mind's in a specific area, it kind of throws you off even something that should be simple like that. Um, you know, it's interesting when we go to some of our training classes back when I was in law enforcement, uh, you know, especially when it comes to testifying and stuff and when you're cross-examined by d defense attorneys or, or, you know, district attorneys or the judge or whoever. And, you know, they try and make you seem, and again, these court cases go two years, three years down the road. And they're asking you very specific questions about things that went on that day. And, you know, I always ask a simple question back, which most of the time got me in trouble because I'm not supposed to be asking questions in response to a question. But, you know, tell me what you had for lunch last Thursday. My point exactly. You know, you're, you're asking me to recall something that happened, you know, a year and a half, two years ago that really didn't have a major bearing on the case. It's just something you want to show a jury, look, he doesn't remember this simple thing. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't remember what tie I was wearing that day two years ago. I, I don't. I'm sorry. Um, and you can't tell me what you had for lunch last Thursday. So, you know, we're even. So let's go to the phones now. We have uh, Joe from Berwick on Nikki Haley. At least I know what he's going to talk about. Joe, how are you? Oh, uh, you know, you know, Rob, I've got, I'm just going to warn you ahead of time. You know, uh, in addressing this issue, uh, one of my goals in life is to have a cry room at a college named after me. So I just let you know where I'm going with this, okay? okay. Uh, let me let's put something here in perspective. For if 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 you're actually full enough to let yourself be used by the media, because that's all this is. This is the media once again manipulating, you know, dumb people. If you're actually fool enough to think that Nikki Haley's answer about what causes civil war is, is somehow important or earth-shattering, let me put something in perspective for you. Black men in this country are, are even though like 10% of the population or, or even less, make up a, a staggering number of murder victims. And of those victims, even a, a, like an appalling 50% of all, all those cases even get solved. So, and, and, and on top of that, the, 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 the number of, of uh, men uh, from, from our, our inner cities and whatnot who are going into fields that involve, uh, you know, real intellectual uh, – and and uh, discipline and and uh, you know and and uh, of uh you know like real real in, in other words real, real study okay the amount of people that you can find qualified who do that without uh being helped by the college is 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 just unbelievable i don't know what it is but it's unbelievably low considering that uh, we don't have colleges uh, keeping men from uh, applying anymore like we did 50 years ago and keeping them purposely out of these programs. Okay, this is real stuff. This is real stuff that matters. 
and that people need to look at what's going on culturally in this country and how the racism of low expectation is destroying uh, an entire culture in this uh, society. After everything else they've been through, they're now destroying themselves. This is what matters. Nikki Haley's answer to what caused the Civil War, they're Honest to God, if you would lose sleep over that at night, you you should probably be on some kind of medication because there's really something wrong with you. No, it's a simple uh, gotcha. It's a simple gotcha question, um, you know. But it's also a simple question that she should have been able to simply answer. Not that it. Not that it. It really hasn't. Like I said, it doesn't have anything to do with the problems that are facing us today. There are plenty other. There are plenty other problems. Like you brought up some of them that we're not confronting, that we're not dealing with, because it's 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 more progressive for them. It's better for them financially to keep these problems. Uh, repetitive so they can continue the fundraise off them, so they continue to get elective off them with these false promises. But every once in a while, these communities, the nation as a whole, starts seeing through them. I think we're starting to see a lot of it now with illegal immigration. We're starting to see it in our inner cities as these communities of color are simply just getting pushed aside for illegal immigrants who are now getting the spot, now getting all the attention, now getting all the financial aid. And they're starting to say, well, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. Um, we're going to have to reevaluate who we support. And they are starting to show that with their votes, with their transfer of parties and, and such like that. And we'll see. We'll let them keep digging well, that even, hole. Even the, the other thing that, that's just uh, unbelievably stupid about it is the fact that amongst scholars who actually debate these things and examine history, yes, there's still disagreement about what specifically caused the civil war that's a scholarly debate that there's there's no wrong answer to that unless you're actually saying i support the south i wish they would have won there's no wrong answer to that that that's what's absurd uh, about hearing anybody make something of this is this is not a settled issue people in, on a scholarly level actually do disagree over this issue of what primarily caused the civil war i agree joe i appreciate yeah. you checking in you have a great night yep thank you rob Th- thank you it's uh 455 here at wilk we'll be back with the rob o'donnell show in just a minute welcome back to the rob o'donnell show on wilk news radio 51 degrees outside 458 here uh, my daughter-in-law just arrived on time at the wilkesbury scranton airport my wife's there picking her up as we speak waiting for her baggage to come in. So uh, speaking of that, here's a list of the best and uh, worst airports. The five best U.S. airports, and this is uh, based on on on-time performance, customer opinion, food and shops, you know, their amenities, what they have. Minneapolis, St. Paul International Airport, Seattle-Tacoma International Airport, Detroit, Detroit Metropolitan Wayne County Airport, Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport, and Atlanta Hartsfield Jackson International Airport. Uh, St. Paul, Minneapolis St. Paul International Airport landed at the top spot of the list with a score of 8.5 out of 10. Now, the worst, five worst airports, as per you guys out there, is uh, San Francisco International Airport, Las Vegas Harry Reid International Airport, Denver International Airport, Fort Lauderdale International Airport, Newark Liberty International Airport. Uh, those are your, those are your worst. San Francisco International Airport is the worst airport in America, according to Air Help Report. 
According to a report from the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey, it serves more of a major hub than United Airlines and Alaska Airlines and the busiest airports in the world. That goes for uh, Newark Airport there. So that's a list of your best and worst airports in America as per the travelers. This is a 2023 Air Help Score report, best and worst airports. Uh, I truly love our airports here in Northeast Pennsylvania, so hopefully they get better flights going to better places, which they're in the process of doing. It's 5 o'clock here at WILK. We'll be back.